Hi guys, this is Stephen Edwards from CTA Profit First Accountants. So this is a new podcast that's um, a big part of my new book I'm launching, which is How to Build a Business That Runs Without You. In the first episode, I talked about my story, pretty much 10 years in the making to get to the point where I could take a month off and kind of not worry about work. Um, I, I turned 40, it was a big milestone. It, you know, it, it was 10 years in the making, but there was a lot of thought that went into the process, specifically the 12 months up to taking a month off. So my book is is really to, you know, being an accountant, I run an accountancy business, I see lots of business owners, and, you know, some people might be offended by this expression, but they, you know, you might have heard the phrase, a busy fool. And I mean that with the you know the most the kindness of my heart because people have the right intentions when they start a business they typically want more freedom in terms of their time and they and they typically want to earn more money but actually my experience they end up working more hours chasing the extra money hoping the freedom would come and they get stuck in a new kind of rat race which is being a business owner, 80% of business owners um, struggle. You know, 80% of business owners are not killing it. They're not making an amazing, amazing living. You know, that you, if you sort of drill into those stats, I think 1% are the, the top of the top, 4% are making a really good, really, you know, smashing it. 15% have got a good um, living and lifestyle business. And then the, the, the rest of the 80% at varying degrees are either surviving or, or struggling in some way. So my, um, the, my my drive, my passion, is just to try and educate and help uh, a lot of business owners I come across running an accounting business, to show them a different way, to give them a different mindset, and hopefully to just kind of reprogram the sat-nav to give them a little bit of a compass shift in, in terms of where they're, they're heading. So I'm gonna keep this fairly short and sweet so uh, you know we will be expanding and exploring lots of tactical and strategic elements of building a business to run without you in the coming weeks but i want to introduce my system today and my system's the entrepreneurial freedom system and it is the backbone of my of my book how to build a business that runs without without you which is going to be launched by the end of march this year 2024 so just want to talk about the nine steps, and there's also a kind of secret bonus step that underpins everything. I want to talk about the nine steps that I feel are fundamental to building a successful business. And, and the challenge here is if, if you are the only person in your business or you, or you have a very small team, let's say you've got one person that works for you, but a lot of people just work themselves, you might think a lot of this is not relevant, but I can promise you it is extremely relevant because you're not going to build a business that runs without you without a lot of these core steps. Is this the only way to build a business? Do you have to follow the exact formula? I imagine not. You know, Ray Dalio says there's lots of ways to be successful. You just need to find one that works. Well, here's one that works for me. And I'm just going to share the framework and the structure with you. And over the coming weeks, we're going to dive into the into the detail. So... I've pretty much broke 
so I've got I'm looking at my system there's it's a visual system it's a pyramid it's a little bit like Maslow's hierarchy of needs but at the bottom of the pyramid we've got our kind of core essential survival you know the hygiene factors the stuff we need in, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs it's food safety security roof over our head you know being able to sleep at night all those sort of things and, and at the top of um, his a hierarchy of needs you've got self uh, kind of fulfillment um and uh, uh, and self-actualization which has really been the best version of yourself you can be and there's actually a lot of parallels in my business system so that the bottom is i call it your business plan so the bottom of the pyramid you know i i want i heard from someone once that you might as well have a business that fails on paper before it fails in real life so the beauty with creating a plan is you can make these mistakes and if you're don't get me wrong i'm i'm a practical you know i'm actually on the kobe index which i won't go into detail now i'm a nine out of ten quick start so i am someone who does take risks <laughs> who does jump into new things and a lot of business owners are um so I'm, i don't believe you need to live in your textbook and your notepad however the chances of you having a successful business by making sure it works on paper and it sounds, there's not really any downside. There's not really any downside to, to, to preparing yourself for business that way. You know, a lot of business owners, they find out their numbers don't add up five years later and they wonder why they're struggling. So the first section, and there's four kind of areas to this, is your business plan. And I don't want to alienate people if you're like, oh, this is a bit corporate jargon or it's not for me. We're talking about business plans. I've never done a business plan in my life. I started my business without one. But the fact is, if you started your business without one, you did actually have a business plan. It was in your head. You just didn't write it down. You probably explained it to friends and family. You said, this is what I'm going to do. People probably asked you questions. They said, how's that going to work? And you're like, wow, I'm just, I'm just going to do this. You know, I, I know how to do X, Y, and Z. And then someone probably asked you how you got to fund it, where's the money coming from? You probably had some kind of plan, some kind of answer, and some kind of hopes in terms of the finances. Normally, the finances would have been based on your previous earnings because you need to cover your bills, your mortgage, etc. So when I talk about a business plan, it's nothing fancy and new and scary. We kind of do it as business owners, even if we think we're not doing it. But really... In my system, it's been a bit more intentional and making sure that plan delivers on what you need it to deliver for your vision and your dream and, and your goals for you and your family in your business. So there's four steps. So the first four of the nine main steps in the entrepreneurial freedom system, which are all part of the, the bottom foundation, which is your business plan. Number one is your vision. So your vision is really what do you want the end thing to look like? Stephen Covey says start with the end in mind and that's exactly where this comes from. You know, lots of different business gurus and programs, they will start here and it's not everyone's copying each other, it's because it makes sense. How can you, um, you know, plan to go on a journey not knowing what the end looks like, where you're going um, and that's where a lot of people go wrong at the beginning. They don't really have a vision. And a vision can be 
as simple as I want to earn X amount of money, I want to work X amount of days a week, and, and you know, a little bit of a why you want to do that to just to kind of help with your own motivation, your own passion, because you need to buy into your own vision. It's your vision at the end of the day. I'm not going to go into super detail on all of these steps because we'll be here a long time, but I will be doing that in, in the weeks to come. And of course, you can you know, get a copy of, of the book. I will be giving away free copies of the book because I want it to be out there. I want people to, uh, to benefit from the ideas and, and the concepts. So number one is a vision. Number two um, fits very nicely is your numbers plan. So, you know, it's getting a bit more nitty gritty and a bit more specific on the numbers. And I'm not just saying this because I'm an accountant. I'm saying it because nearly any serious business group I've been in, they um, uh, they want you, they insist you need to be on top of your numbers. And you do need to be on top of them, you know, when the business gets going. But you also need a plan to make sure it works. You know, if you're going to if you want to earn 40 grand a year, and you know you only think you can have a a 60 grand revenue business with a 10 percent profit margin that's only going to give you six thousand pound profit it's not going to give you 40 grand so you need a plan that makes sense in terms of you know let's pretend you're buying and selling stuff you're going to buy it for a pound sorry you're going to buy it for 50p you're going to sell it for a pound and then you want to make 50p on every single sale you make so you can kind of start doing the maths to get it doesn't need to be scientific you know, it doesn't need to be overly complicated, but you need some kind of plan. And also, you know, just to kind of reassure people listening to this, if you're thinking, I don't know how to do all of this stuff, well, that's the sort of thing I'm going to help with in, in the coming weeks. But also, there's, you know, there's other people in the world who can help you. We don't need to do everything ourselves. In Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which was um, written in the early 1900s, released around 1925, 1930. It talks about Henry Ford, you know, start started Ford Ford Motors, and it explains how he was in court and he was kind of trying. They're trying to belittle him and his character and his credentials because he didn't have an educated background. And they asked him all this random. And to be honest, I've had this view at the beginning. You know, I'm not a big fan of general knowledge. <laughs> so they asked him all this random stuff about history, and and he said, with all due respect, why do I need to know those answers off the top of my head when I can get somebody can answer that question within the next five minutes? So, you know, I want people to start thinking, how can they do everything themselves and just start thinking how other people, how a team, because, you know, really business is a team sport for most people. So I just wanted to get that out there. If any of this you struggle with, there will be people who can help you with any elements of uh, scaling a business. So number two was the numbers plan. Number three are your values. This might seem a little bit wishy-washy to people. It might seem you know, uh, it doesn't make sense, or it might even, actually, I've heard people in uh, in masterminds in my industry, which is quite interesting, because accountants um, can have a bit of a closed mind sometimes, um, think that values are just for corporate businesses, you know, something you put on the wall, it's a corporate crap, you know, it's not relevant for small businesses, but I can tell you categorically that is not true, in my experience, again, a bit like your business plan, if you just because you haven't written your values on the wall, it's not about writing it on the wall. It's about communicating them, believing in them, living and breathing, hiring and firing by those values. The, the whole purpose, the whole point of having values is you don't need to reinvent the wheel when you make a decision. If something comes up, um, let, let, I'll just make up a random example. 
you know, let's say you walk down the street and an old lady has dropped 20 pounds on the floor and she didn't realize and she carries on walking. If you follow that person, you see that 20 pounds on the floor. You are not really going to make a decision there and then to decide if you are going to give that £20 back to that um, elderly woman. You have already decided what sort of person you are. You have already decided if I am the sort of person who does what is right and I'm going to hand that £20 back. Or you've already decided that you're the sort of person that keeps that £20. And that's a very extreme black and white kind of good and bad example there's lots of grayer examples but the point is you don't have to keep on making new decisions so values could be super important i will expand on that uh, in the future number four which once you've got your values and you, you've got an idea of the personalities and the profile and what's important for the sort of um, business or organization you want to build you can then think of your team structure which is number four so if you're going to build a business to run without you you are going to need people you know, I know there's AI, and I know you know I'm 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 a bit of a tech geek. I'm you know I'm not the most technical person in the world, but compared to Joe Blogs up the road, I am on top of technology, and I do follow most of the stuff that's going on. And AI is going to revolutionise the world, and you know they're saying AI is not going to replace humans, but um, humans using AI will replace humans. So you need to embrace. AI, I, I get that, but you are still going to need a team. It's still going to be a team sport. You know, going back to my having people around you to help you have the answers. You don't need all the answers yourself. You you need an idea of you know. Let's use my business as an example. I had an idea that I I needed eventually to get um, a kind of admin person who can start taking phone calls, who can start doing letters for me, can start replying to basic emails. Um, can do some invoicing and then the next step was I need an accountant who can start doing some of the work I'm doing and and you know one of the mistakes I made which is why I've got my book and is why I'm sharing all of this is I kind of just hired whoever initially although actually in that example that was a very good person who stayed with me from the very beginning but a lot of people hire whoever is available whatever their short-term need is they don't think about the puzzle the bigger pieces of the puzzle you know, if you hire this person now, what, who are you going to need in three years' time, one year's time, five years' time? You need to think of how everybody fits together. If you're a football team, you're not going to hire five strikers. Sorry, cars buzzing in the background, if you can hear that. So if you're a football team, you are not going to hire five strikers. You are going to need a striker, possibly, if you're big enough, a backup striker. You're going to need a midfielder a defender, a goalie, you know, there's 11 players on the pitch and it's the same idea with your team. Number five, number five is we're moving up a level now. We're moving to building your business. I've just covered the plan. The plan is your vision, your numbers, your values, your team structure. Number five is your scorecard. So your scorecard is how do you know if you're following your plan? How do you know you're doing the right things? How do you know everything's on track? How do you know what to change, what to do more of, what to do less of? How do you know if it's a good week? If you were to take a week off from your business, if you were to look at, you know, maybe three to three to ten metrics, kind of numbers, an easy example would be money in the bank, um, new customers, um, jobs delivered and completed, whatever it means to you. Um, if you don't have a scorecard, you're not really keeping score if, if the business is performing. 
you know, biz, business is a bit like a sport, really. And if you don't keep score, you don't know if you're winning. And here's the thing. It's not winning to compete with other people. It's winning in your rules. It's your rules. It's your game. It's your vision. So you need a scorecard that fits in to, to, to your vision and your, your game, your rules. Um, number six. So there's three in the build your business, which is the second step. Um, so we've got scorecard. Number six is a marketing system. So at this point, and the thing is, you might be thinking, God, I'm not going to do all this before I launch a business. I launched my business. I didn't do any of this. Absolutely, that's true. You know, same with me. But in hindsight, this is what would have got me where I needed to be quicker by getting clearer in these areas of my business. So in reality, you are going to need, if you decide to start your business and you haven't done the, the first four steps I talked about, you will need some kind of marketing system because you won't be getting any customers. It might be word of mouth. It might be networking. It might be um, referrals. It might be your website. Whatever that means it might be social media. Yes, you will be doing a form of marketing anyway. However, it, we've done the build your. Uh, we've done your business plan. We're now moving into building your business. So scorecard is what how you're going to track what success looks like. And now we're getting into the nitty gritty of two of the big engines that run your business your marketing system number six how you're going to get a constant flow of leads to grow your business and that's the single biggest thing i see people struggle with because if you haven't got enough opportunities and you haven't got enough leads you're simply not going to grow your business unless you get lucky and the, a big customer comes from nowhere and you know you piggyback off their success so you need a, a really solid marketing system and, and marketing i'm an accountant but actually i'm as much a marketeer as i am an accountant and i can promise you it's probably the most important thing in your business and number seven is your finance and your profitability so and some people might be wondering you know why that might be you might be thinking there's things missing you might be thinking how am i going to do the thing i'm doing the operations how am i you know what's the point in worrying about marketing if I don't know if my numbers add up but we've already done the numbers plan in step two so by the time we get to your marketing system we need to get the customers in and if we get the customers in we can then worry about if it's profitable we need a loose numbers plan at the beginning um, but we don't want to spend too much time worrying and doing all these you know all these costings and forecasts we don't want to go too detailed if we are not getting customers we don't want to waste your energy in the wrong place in your business if you've got enough leads coming in it's daniel priestley who wrote several books key person of influence um 24 assets uh, and uh, a few others and he's more recently been on stephen bartlett's podcast and he's got uh, an app called score app he says that basically um Getting enough leads in your business, everything is downstream from there. And that's why in my own system, it's the same. You've got to get enough leads in your business and then you will build enough opportunities to um, crystallize your finance side, which is number seven, and your profitability, because that will evolve, I promise you. What you charge on day one will not be what you charge five and 10 years later, because you would have evolved as a business, your services would have evolved, your knowledge would have increased, and you'd probably be working with different types of customers. So they're the three steps of the building your business um, uh, um, stage. So we've got your numbers plan, just as a recap, we've got your vision, your numbers plan, your values, your team structure. That's the business plan, four steps. 
three steps in building your business is your scorecard, your marketing system, and your finance system. So they're very, you know, you might, be, like I said, you might be thinking there's bits missing, but these are the three things that are going to give the opportunity to build a business. And obviously, you need to deliver. You know, for me, it goes without saying, it's kind of telling you how to suck eggs by saying, you need to know how to do the thing you do. That's a given. You know, that's just an absolute given. If you're starting a business, you need to know what you're doing. <laughs> so that, that's a given. There might be some exceptions. There might be some exceptions where you're going to a completely new industry you have no knowledge about. And to, in my experience, that's quite the exception. That's not normal. So my model is not based on that. My model is based on my system, my process, is based on you having knowledge knowing how to deliver what you're delivering. Um, so that's kind of a, a given with all of this. And now we're moving into the, the, the third and really the final main uh, uh, stage, which is how do you remove yourself as a bottleneck in your business? So this really is where, uh, you know, I'm in, in my business in many ways. So step eight is hiring an operations manager. So this is where we get into the operational side a bit more if you're thinking that's missing so far so and also it's quite general and broad on purpose so i'm talking about hiring an operations manager that might not be the case for you that might be you're using ai to run your business i'm not saying that's possible i'm not saying it's not but it's basically an operate an operational engine in your business so you know this could have easily be worded an operational engine but the reason I talk about an operational manager an ops manager is having a focal point in terms of a human being is a bit of a game changer because if you're building a team everything's not going to go through through you when there's something wrong you, you know you're channeling the communication the flow of the kind of internal communication traffic in your business through the um, the ops manager uh, um, and that's a big process in itself and I could easily talk about that for 10 episodes because that's where I am in my business now I'm nurturing an operations manager in my business and then step nine so sometimes you can have you can actually be you know in all you can have a foot in different steps so step nine is how do you transform your role if you can free yourself up from the operations and, and so this stage step eight and nine is removing yourself as a bottleneck. So firstly, you need to sort out your operations. Secondly, you need to transform your role. You know, what are you going to do? If you're going to free your time up, what are you going to do? And it might be that you do not want to work in your business completely. And, I've, and that's why the book's called How to Build, Build a Business That Runs Without You. Here's a secret. The, the book is not expecting you to want to be completely absent from your business and be sat on a beach all the time. Because in my experience, speaking to people that have built multi-million pound revenue businesses, they do that for a short amount of time and then they go and start a new business or they go back into their business because you, know, you could argue it's part of their identity, but they enjoy it. They enjoy the challenge. They enjoy the, um, the opportunities, meeting new people, adding value to customers' lives. And, and really, that's what step nine is about, transforming your role. So for me, I'm becoming more of a, of a writer, more of a creator, more of what we call a visionary in, in our business. Um, so that's steps eight and nine. And finally, step te 10, you don't need to do anything, 
but you have all the opportunity in the world. So step 10 is the top of the pyramid, sits on its own, and that's what I've called business and life freedom because you have the choice. You have the choice to do the things you want to do. You have the, the money flexibility to do the things you want to do. You have the time you spend it with the people you want to spend the time with. You can do things you're passionate about. So that's really what we're moving towards and it's a very personal choice. You might want to do you know, I, I don't do that much accounting in my business now, but there might be people that they want to do the accounting. They want to build a business that can run without them, but they still actually want to do the accounting. And in your business, that's whatever it means to you. If you're a builder, you might still want to lay bricks. Or actually, you can go and do something completely different. It's your choice. And that's the whole purpose of the book and and the system. So I've probably talked a little bit longer than what I expected hopefully you find it useful i've gave you a really broad overview of um, how to build a business that runs without you and also the entrepreneurial freedom system which is the nine steps that gets you to the the business and life freedom that a lot of us are are looking for the roadmap so in the coming weeks i will be going into the steps in a little bit more detail feel free to reach out to me if you've got any questions if you want an early copy of my book and you want a free copy just reach out to me. It's um, Stephen with a P-H, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, at Cheltenham, which is C-H-E-L-T-E-N for November, H-A-M for mother, Cheltenham, taxaccountants.co.uk. You can go on our website. If you, We're actually called CTA Profit First, but it's an old URL. I won't go into that now for SEO purposes. But if you Google CTA Accountant, CTA Profit First, you, you will find our contact details all over the internet. Reach out to me through any other channels. I'm more than happy to send you a copy of, of my book. Thanks, guys, for listening. Speak to you soon.